Here we are at Web Summit and our first interview. I'm very glad that uh, we have a person which is the synonym for the change. We'll talk about that uh, later, uh, uh, how and, and what, but we are talking with uh, Monica Mikets, CEO of NAD uh, Ventures. Uh, hello and uh, welcome to the change officer. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. We had the preparation for this conversation so long that now we are out running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump right into it because uh, in our podcast, uh, which is one of the leading business podcasts in the Middle East, we talk about the change and the change in the in the world. And your topic here at the Web Summit is the future and the innovation and the change within the automotive industry. First question is not about the automotive industry, but how do you see the role of women uh, uh, slowly going into the automotive industry more and more as it becomes uh, uh, more disruptive than it was before? Hello and welcome. How do I see women in the automotive industry? Oh, it's a, a tough question. Uh, when I started my journey in the automotive industry, I could say that in most of the meetings, I was uh, usually the only lady. Uh, things are starting to change and I also noticed when we are hiring like in some of the companies where we are hiring engineering positions all of a sudden you have a bit more uh, engineering ladies applying to the jobs and I think that's good I think it's good that young ladies are interested into the um, uh, going to the universities related to the STEM related to you know engineering side so it's not only reserved for men and I think this is going to push for quite a lot of change so you're not only going to see women in the automotive industry on the positions of uh, marketing or financial side, but you're going to see them also on the engineering, leading engineering in leading, positions. Not only engineering, but leading roles. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, talking about leading roles, uh, uh, what is the future of automotive? What, what you will talk about at the panel? What are your... Uh, ideas where we are at now and where we'll be in the... What the, I like to say about the automotive industry, you know, we always talk about the electrification, but I would say that the electrification is something that is already, it's here, so it's not the future, but it's here. Uh, and you could see that all of the uh, big OEMs already changed their policies and they're moving towards electric and slowly shutting down the gas-powered vehicle production. Uh, so in that sense, I think that uh, um, we are there. But the biggest question that is going to happen in the future is how we are going to reshape the way we use the uh, vehicles itself. So um, are we going to go fully towards the autonomous vehicles? Because in reality, 90% of the time our vehicles are standing on the parking lot, so they are not being used efficiently. So the logical way would be to have some kind of autonomous robot taxis. We could notice maybe just recently in the media that autonomous driving had a a bit of a, a leap down I would say uh, with all the things happening and with the Ford cancelling the program Uh, but I still believe although it might take us uh, more than 10 years uh, that definitely the way how we use the mobility is the biggest change that is going to happen in the automotive industry because you also need to imagine it from a perspective of course you're not going to uh, it's not going to be necessary to, to produce so many vehicles in the future if you're using them as robot taxis and i think i think that there is going to happen a big polarization one of them is going to be always going to have people who love to drive who are there for the passion so there will always be this some, some kind of supercars and you know uh, drive for fun 
and on another side it would be uh, just mobility as a service. Uh, mobility as a service, but uh, when you were talking about autonomous, you were thinking about the pods that robotic uh, uh, are taking your vehicle to use, as you said, not to stand 90% of the time there. Uh, talking about NAD uh, uh, per se, uh, NAD is focused on automotive, Innova innovative solutions uh, investments. So can you tell us a little bit more so about NAD? So what we like to say, we invest in the whole circle of electric mobility. So anything that is related to the circle of electric mobility, being it electric cars itself, development of certain technologies like batteries for the vehicles, development of powertrains for the vehicles, uh, or uh, development of the uh, services, autonomous uh, services like robotaxis, um, and uh, even uh, what happens with the batteries uh, after they have been in the cars uh, for 10 years. So even this Second Life Batteries is one of the companies that we have uh, in our company, in portfolio. Oh, so innovation within uh, within the battery. Do we, do, do people usually equalize electric vehicles with sustainability? Or is it, oh no, there is a big discussion around that. But, but do you yeah, invest you in this? You always argue, argue yeah. um, so are electric vehicles really sustainable due to the yeah. fact how much resources do you need to produce yeah. the batteries, uh, but also due to the fact, okay, where do we get our electric energy? Yeah. Uh, but Just, I would say yeah. that, you know, electric vehicles are definitely one important angle of going to the sustainability. Uh, that's good because sustainability is a, is a global movement again and, and, and uh, more and more solutions will go there. But talking about the global movements and, uh, and the ventures, uh, you, I think in your career, very rich career no matter you are so young, uh, you uh, had a chance to go uh, uh, deeper, in, uh, to have a deeper insight not only in US, Europe, but also in Asian markets. And, and what is the difference between the, uh, uh, let's talk about VC market first, L like like what is the difference between investments in uh, China or, or Asia or and Europe and uh, US? Okay, so when it comes to VC market, I would say that US def it's definitely a leader. Um, they were the ones to start the movement of VCs. Uh, I know when I was starting my career uh, back in 2010 with uh, Remac in Croatia, we didn't have a single venture capital fund. It was extremely hard to get the first money to get the company rolling. I know it was not a big of a difference on the European market in general. Now things of course changed on the European market and the VC market is really pushing forward. While, while I think when it comes to China, China is still run a lot about uh, government policies and where government decides that they are putting money. So I, I somehow have a feeling that when it comes to China, government is the one to make the biggest push and to make the biggest movement. And actually that was the case when it comes to electric vehicles. Government was the one to make the biggest change and the biggest push. And that's why China was a pioneer, I would say, when it comes to electric vehicles. Uh, before Tesla coming and, you know, ramping up the numbers, uh, the BYD company from China was actually, uh, uh, not only BYD, but uh, Bike BGEV. Those were the two companies that produced the most electric vehicles in the world. No, that's that's really impressive. But when it comes to the uh, uh, electric uh, adoption, where we stand at on the, in these regions? When, when, how do you see this progressing? So uh, when it comes to electric adoption, uh, China pushed quite a lot. So you have many electric vehicles driving on China. But of course, China is a huge market. 
Um, and uh, I think from a perspective of promotion and what people see, Tesla in US did the best job. Um, and it's really hard to say if we generalize uh, America, Europe or China, then it's hard to compare because you have some markets that are really specific, like California, where adoption is yeah. quite high and, you know, people are into this kind of movement. And also when you look at Europe, there are certain places like Norway. Norway did amazing job. Uh, government policies and how the government decided to push for electric vehicles made Norway the first country to become a, a for, for Norway, uh, electric vehicles are mainstream and they are the first one to do that. So I think that, you know, a lot of European, other European countries used at least part of what Norway did as example how things should be run and how it should be pushed for electric mobility. And I think right now Europe is the one pushing the most for electric vehicles to be adopted as a mainstream. Do you have, do you have any insight in the, in the Middle East market, what's going on there and do you see any movements there? Because uh, in the Middle East uh, uh, people are always thinking uh, uh, really uh, much more in front and innovative. There are a lot of electric vehicles and so on. But how do you see the future of mobility? Uh, do, do you have any insight? It's okay if you don't have, like, but, uh, but just as we are coming I from that I noticed, region. what I noticed from the uh, companies that we have in portfolio, I noticed that a lot of uh, Middle East uh, governments are pushing towards electric mobility in the segment of public mobility. Yes. So in the segment yes. of buses. Um, uh, so I, I believe that uh, probably this is the segment that is going to uh, ramp up uh, yep. quicker in the Middle East uh, than just the segment of the uh, personal vehicle itself. Because when you imagine from a perspective of personal vehicles, still the gasoline is quite cheap in the Middle yeah. East. So, no, so don't, don't. <laughs> just, just recently <laughs> the, the price went up yeah, almost you know, to a dollar. Almost to a dollar. Compared to <laughs> yes, what we are paying. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Europe or I know. But it was a shock for us, anyhow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyhow, uh, okay, uh, so uh, another question is, uh, as we are also uh, mildly focused also on, so on media, and your far, far background goes uh, to uh, journalism and the PR, uh, how do you see the importance of communication within the industries you are involved in? Uh, talking about automotive industry and talking about the VCs industry in automotive industry. So when it comes to automotive industry, automotive industry is quite closed circle. Um, so for newcomers, the problem is that it's not easy to get into it. But once you get into it, everybody's connected in a way. So it's easier to handle and, and you know, the communication just flows. But I think the opportunity that we have now uh, with digital media, uh, this is something that is uh, pushing quite along and that um, it's, a, it's a very good tool. I, I noticed from my perspective, I don't even open, you know, the regular channels that you were opening before, like the regular media. Okay, from time to time I open CNN, but I receive actually all the time different newsletters, different podcasts that are related to the automotive industry, and this is what I follow. This is what I read uh, every yeah. week, every day. This is something on my agenda. And I think this is something that changed quite a lot, because previously what would you do? You would buy a newspaper, 
newspaper and you would read a newspaper. Now all of a sudden you are filtering the information and you're reading exactly what you want to read and how you want to get educated. I think that's also important from the VC side because if the VC is focused on a specific interest, uh, they can really filter and they can get the information that is relevant to them due to the way how media changed uh, and uh, how now uh, uh, you can really follow the channels that are of your interest and uh, this is what we are getting. Maybe it's not, maybe one thing that is missing that you're not getting the overall picture. So I'm not because sure. Because you're selecting the information yes, getting yes, to you. Yes, so, yeah, so yeah. This, this is a bit of a balance that uh, it's important to achieve. I know that, you know, when you buy a, a newspaper, you get what you get over there. So you get like a broad spectrum of yes, information. Yes. And that's sometimes good to, to widen up yeah, your yeah, horizons. Collage, collage of, of yes. the information, yeah. exactly. And and, uh, and for sure, you know, as the, as uh, Gary Vee, you know, says, every company is a media company. I'm sure that uh, both the companies that you're invested in or, or your, your own companies are uh, uh, producing their own content. Uh, of course, content you have newsletters, yeah. you have yeah. some kind of podcast. Yeah. You have some kind of YouTube videos yes. that you're. If you're not doing they, that today, you don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a good. That's a good wrap up because we will continue this conversation once you uh, come and visit because part of your business is, is also in the Middle East, and uh, I'm sure that uh, this conversation has a lot of more directions to go to. And I'm, I hope before Supercar super Blonde, <laughs> who is uh, really uh, famous in yeah, the Middle famous. East and uh, worldwide, she also started like, I love cars and I will drive cars and show it a little bit. And, and now they're a big company of 20, 30 people, you know, running their media show around it. So before uh, Supercar Blonde grabs you, I think I would love to have uh, another uh, chance to discuss a little bit more about ventures, automotive and uh, why not media industry. For sure, I'm yeah. looking forward to Thank it. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Thank you.